Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. This morning, we're going to be looking at Exodus chapters 19 and 20. And these chapters have one of the greatest invitations we see in the Old Testament and one of the saddest responses from the nation of Israel. Just to remind you where we are in the story, Israel has been free from Egypt for about three months. They've seen God deliver them in an incredible way. They witnessed the ten plagues. They experienced the miracle of the Passover. They, of course, saw the miracle of the crossing of the Red Sea and God destroying Egypt. And as soon as they get across the Red Sea and they see God's deliverance and they see their enemies destroyed, they stop and they sing praises to God and worship God. But it doesn't last very long. Uh, a few days later, they're thirsty and they come to some water. And they begin to drink the water, but the water is bitter. It's stagnant, and so it's, it's undrinkable. So they complain to Moses. Why did you bring us out here in the wilderness to die? We'd have been better off dying in Egypt. And so God goes to Moses, and Moses tells him, throw a tree in the water, and he throws his tree in the water, and the water becomes sweet. And that's a beautiful picture of the cross for us. But So Israel drinks. They're, they're happy, but it doesn't last. They go a few more days, and they start getting hungry. Again, they go to Moses and say, why did you bring us out here in the wilderness where there's no food to die? We had onions and leeks and garlic in the land of Egypt, and we'd have been better off staying slaves in Egypt where we had plenty of food than coming out here to die. And so Moses goes to God, and God says, well, tell him I'll send food every single day. So every day, God sends literally food from heaven. It's called manna. And so every day, Israel would wake up, and they'd go out, and they'd gather up this manna, and that would sustain them and feed them for that day. And so God miraculously provided for them. And they're happy for a few days. And then, of course, they get thirsty again. And so they come to Moses again, complaining, saying, why did you bring us out here to die? We'd have been better off in Israel. So Moses goes to God, and God says, well, tell them that I'm going to give water from the rock and smite the rock. And so he smites this rock, and this rock starts bringing forth water. And this is an incredible rock, because the rock doesn't just you know, open up and flood water one time. It follows the nation of Israel around. So they have water whenever they want it. And then God brings them to Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai is also known as Mount Horeb. It's where God had met with Moses in Exodus chapter 3, and he appeared to Moses out of a burning bush and called him to go to Egypt to lead the nation of Israel out of captivity. God had brought Israel to this mountain for a purpose. Look what he says in chapter 19, verse number 3. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob and to the children of Israel, You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bare you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, and then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. So God tells Israel, says, look, you know, tell... So God tells Moses, look, go to Israel and tell them, you've seen how I've taken care of you. You've seen how I've delivered you. You've seen how I've provided for you. Now I want to, you to do something for me. I'm going I'm to give you some commandments. And God hasn't given him any commandments just yet. He says, I'm going to give you some commandments, and I want you to obey my commandments, and I'll be your God, and you'll be my people, and we'll have a special relationship. Look how Egypt responds in verse number 8. And all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. So Israel says, the nation of Israel says, man, this sounds like a great deal. We've seen how wonderful you are. You've seen how you take care of us. So whatever you ask us to do, we'll be more than willing to do it. This is a covenant relationship 
that God is establishing with the nation of Israel. Now, he's established covenants before. Of course, he made a covenant with, with Abraham, but that was a covenant with one man. Now, that promise, that covenant extended to Abraham's family, but now God is coming to the nation of Israel and reminding them and telling them, hey, I'm going to be your God and you're going to be my people and we're going to have a special relationship together. So once God hears that they've accepted his, his covenant relationship offer, he appears to Israel. And look how he appears to him in verse number 17. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the another part of the mount, and Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and the smoke of the furnace and the whole mount quaked greatly. So God appears to Israel as a a fire on top of the mountain. Now remember, this is the mountain he met with Moses out of a burning bush, and now the whole the whole mountain is on fire. So God is showing them that he is extending his relationship, not just to one man, Moses, but he is offering this relationship to the entire nation of Israel. And after God appears, he does the sound of a trumpet, Moses goes up on the mountain, and he thinks he's going to meet with God and then kind of return back and tell Israel what God has said because that's how that relationship has worked. But God says, no, I'm going to speak to the whole people. So he sends Moses down to the, the foot of the mountain, and then God begins to speak to Israel. Look what it says in chapter 19, verse 25, and then going into chapter number 20. So Moses went down to the people and spake unto them, and God spake all these words, saying, and so right after that, God gives the nation of Israel the Ten Commandments. And this is the first time they've received the Ten Commandments. They'll get them later when Moses goes up on the mountain for 40 days and God gives him the Ten Commandments and gives him the plans for the tabernacle and the plans for uh, the priesthood and all those things with the offerings and whatnot. But at this first time that God gives the Ten Commandments, he audibly speaks to the entire nation of Israel. And this is huge. Because God hasn't done this since the Garden of Eden. Remember in the Garden of Eden, God would meet with Adam and Eve individually and personally, and he would speak to them and fellowship with them. But then they fell, and man was cast out of his, his uh, image, out of his presence. But God has met with people, but not with a whole group of people. You know, he's met with Noah. He met with Abraham. You know, he walked with Enoch. He, uh, he met with Jacob and Joseph and Isaac, and he's met with Moses before but he's never met with an entire group of people. And he's beginning now to reverse what had been lost in the Garden of Eden. He is offering an intimate, personal relationship to not just Moses or Abraham or individual people, but to the entire nation of Israel. This is an incredible opportunity for Israel to enter into a personal relationship with God the Father. And look how they respond in chapter 20. Verse number 19, and they said to Moses, speak thou with us and we will hear, but let not God speak with us lest we die. So they come to Moses and say, you know what, we don't, we don't want that. You know, what God is asking of us is too much. And God's only given them the Ten Commandments right now. You know, don't steal, don't have any other gods before me, don't worship false idols, you know, don't murder people, don't covet other people's stuff. You know, general things about how to be a good person and they say, you know what, what God's asking is too much. We can't handle that. We're, we're scared of what he's going to ask of us. So Moses, you talk to God on our behalf, and we'll, we'll, we'll trust whatever you say. See, God invites them into an intimate relationship with him, and they run away. And that's, that's sad, and it seems stupid, but we do it too. You know, God wants to have an intimate, 
personal relationship with every single one of us. Those of us who are his children, who have accepted the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ as payment for our sins, and we're saved, he wants a relationship with us. Those who have not yet accepted him, he still desires a relationship with you. He's not willing that any should perish, but that everyone would come to a time of repentance and acceptance of his gift of salvation and enter into a personal relationship with him. And so he wants a relationship with us just like he's inviting Israel into. But how many times do we avoid spending our time with God, avoid having a relationship with God? Maybe like Israel, we think, you know what, he's asking too much of us and I don't want to deal with that. Or you know what, he's, he seems too scary and I don't think I can handle that, so I'm just going to avoid spending time with God. See, God's invited us to spend time with him in his word, to spend time with him in prayer, to spend time with him in worship and praise to him. But too many times we make excuses and don't spend time with God, even though he's invited us into such a precious relationship. Now, thankfully, God is a a very patient God, and he never stops inviting us. He never gives up on us and continues to invite us into a relationship with him. So here's a question for us today. What's your response to God's invitation to spend time with you, to fellowship with you, to have an intimate relationship with you? Like Moses, do you accept God's call and eagerly run up the mountain to spend 40 days with him, not needing food or water because all you need is God? Or like the nation of Israel, do we run away from what God's asked us to do? Thanks so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. Be sure to join us tomorrow as we continue looking through the book of Exodus. Have a blessed day.